Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 81, and the topic for today is being more productive. And that topic came as many of them now do on a regular basis from you, the listeners of this podcast series, and in this case, from JC, who said, I suggest for your future episode a topic about making things productive. I suggest you discuss how a person can use things such as their cell phone, an MP3 player, etc., for specific ideas as to how to be more productive. So thanks ever so much, JC, for that suggestion. I thought it was a good one as well. And we will start on that topic with a series of quotes. The first is from Tony Schwartz, who says, A new and growing body of multidisciplinary research shows that strategic renewal, including daytime workouts, short afternoon naps, longer sleep hours, more time away from the office, and longer, more frequent vacations, all boost productivity, job performance, and, of course, health. Great quote. And Janice on the Facebook page actually posted this Dalai Lama quote, There are only two days in the year that nothing can be done. One is called yesterday, and the other is called tomorrow. So today is the right day to love, believe, do, and mostly live. So thanks for that quote, Janice. And lastly, a quote from Bruce Lee, who says, If you spend too much time thinking about a thing, you'll never get it done. So let's go through four themes that I'd like to suggest that you think about in trying to become more productive. The first is to do things more efficiently. So do things that you normally do and do them essentially faster or find faster ways of doing them and consider how much time you want to spend on a particular thing as well. So for example, uh, there are instances when You could choose to deal with a particular item via a text versus a phone call. And some people argue, oh yeah, you know, I could just get it done quickly with a phone call. I don't have to like spend the time writing a text. When in actual fact, most of the time, writing a text is a lot more efficient and that people don't realize how much time they spend on the phone getting into all kinds of other topics when a more efficient way of handling the topic may well have been a very to-the-point text. Now, that doesn't suggest that you should spend all your time, you know, texting and that you should never be talking to anybody. Uh, What I'm really saying here is if there's something, for example, with regard to work or something with regard to your family that you need to just let somebody know, consider what medium you should be using for that and more often than not, choose the more efficient. Also suggest to use any number of other apps and a variety of technology-mediated ways of doing things more efficiently, and in many cases, more effectively as well. There's an app, for example, by the name of Lyft for Habits. That's a good way of tracking your habits. The company that produces that sent me an email and asked me to have a look at it and see what I thought, and I think it's a good way of tracking, actually, what you may want to work on in the various topics that we have addressed in this 
podcast series, there's a way of basically identifying what is there that you want to work on and then be able to track it effectively with this app called Lyft or a number of others as well, but that's one in particular that I think, you know, works well. Another one, when you're in traffic, if you want to, you know, drive more efficiently, there's the regular, you know, Google Maps, but uh, Google also has now bought another company that creates an app called Waze, W-A-Z or Z-E. And this is a way of being able to see where there's trouble up ahead, you know, whether there's slower traffic and it'll suggest alternate routes. And also if there's an accident up ahead, it'll actually show the location. It's basically a socially mediated mechanism whereby people indicate what they're seeing. Uh, So in addition to the regular tracking that uh, other apps provide in terms of traffic speed and the like, it also has, you know, unique incidents that are happening that are available there as well. So again, if you want to drive more efficiently and be able to find faster ways to get to a location and not be sitting in traffic for a long period of time, apps like or very specifically ways will help you as well. Another one to consider is any series of apps that let you scan barcodes. One that I've used is called uh, Quick Scan. Uh, so if you're in a store and you want to know what your um you know, what you're buying and whether this is the, the best one to buy it, whether there's a another store that they might have a wider range of products as well as uh, they might be less expensive. Rather than having to go around from store to store to store, checking it out yourself, which is very inefficient, you can use an app like QuickScan to see rapidly what other stores may have that particular product. Another one that I would suggest if you're traveling a lot, and I'm doing a lot of that lately, and you're regularly in countries that you don't know the language uh, that they speak, you can use, you know, translation books, and you can use a variety of other things that are more complicated and less efficient. There are also some really good apps for translation as well, both ones that will pronounce for you the sentence that you're trying to say, Also, there's another one that I've used called Word Lens, which actually allows you to kind of take a, uh, you just basically point it at a sentence or even a paragraph of text in another language, and it'll automatically translate it. If, for example, you're English speaking, it'll translate it automatically into English. Now, it's not going to be perfect, but it's a case of getting a quick sense of, for example, with a menu, what uh, these words that you're seeing might mean. Now, it doesn't cover all languages, but a good number of them. So here's another way that you can use your cell phone, as JC was asking to get some advice on, to be more efficient and productive. I'd also suggest uh, bank apps. If you don't already use an app on your smartphone for your bank, I find that incredibly efficient uh, as a way to you know, transfer money or to uh, pay bills. I do it all there. It's uh, the user interface on the banking app is in fact a lot more efficient than uh, the one on the website. And of course, all of that is a lot more efficient than actually having to go to the bank as well. Yelp is another app that I'd suggest if you were looking for restaurants, if you're looking for hotels, you can basically find out what everybody else thought of For example, if you're coming into a city and you are not familiar with it and you want to look for a particular type of cuisine, you can look for, you know, restaurants that are closest to you that are rated the highest or that have a particular type of cuisine. 
So that's another one that can make things, you know, much more efficient. So you can spend more time at a restaurant enjoying the food than spending all your time, especially with a group of people trying to decide what restaurants to go to when you are relying on very little to decide where to go. Another app is uh, Netflix. You can do that for movies or TV shows. Again, something you can get right on a smartphone or right on a, a tablet where you can uh, watch anything uh, that you want at a very, very reasonable you know, rate. Another app that I use a lot is Evernote. It's a way of capturing and keeping track of any number of things, and they're always available to you, whether you're looking at your cell phone or your tablet or your computer. You always have access to the same items, even things like I take a picture and store it there of the place where I parked in a parking garage, for example, at an airport. If I'm going to be in a place for a, a week, let's say, if you want to remember where you parked, that's an easy way to even take things like pictures and store them there as well. And, you know, lastly, I'd like to suggest if you want to keep up with things, with, whether you're keeping up with your friends or if you're keeping up with news, I find that one of the most efficient ways and the most productive ways to keep track of what's going on is to take one of the social media services like Facebook or Twitter and also aggregator applications like Flipboard and basically subscribe to or like the various sources of information that you want to get. So I find that I use Twitter and, and Facebook and like, and also use them through, you know, Flipboard, where I can now get, you know, regular updates all in one place, one, you know, river of news, so to speak, whether it's updates from my friends who are on vacation someplace or an article that somebody has read that they're sharing, as well as news services, you know, the BBC, for example, or Al Jazeera or uh, CNN, you know, you can get the feeds through there as well of what is happening, you know, in the world. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, the other one that I'm finding particularly useful lately, as well as LinkedIn for more professionally related information is another one to leverage as well. So there's a variety of ways of making what it is that you do today more efficient by using technology-mediated ways of doing those things, often using a smartphone, as JC had suggested. Number two is to do more things at once sensibly, so to multitask. And of course, we've discussed this topic before as well, in that multitasking really is just moving quickly from one task to another. And it's a fallacy to think that we actually do more than one thing at the same time, especially if it's the same type of a thing that we're talking about. But there are things that are appropriate to do at the same time and that allow you to be more productive. So for example, you may well be listening to me right now while doing something else. So listening to a podcast or an audiobook, for example, while working out, while on the treadmill or on a, a bike at the gym or going for taking your you know dogs for a walk or doing the dishes. All of those things you can do very effectively while still you know listening to audiobooks and, and podcasts. And as a result, you get to keep up with what is going on if you're using podcasts to do that, get new ideas and insights as you do with podcasts like this one, as well as to keep up with your reading. While it isn't quite reading, it's listening. You can also keep up with any information that you want to gather or things that you want to enjoy in terms of nonfiction or fiction in audiobook form as well. 
you can also use music while you're working. And typically you'd want to have music that, in my experience, doesn't conflict with what it is that you're doing with regard to your work. And that is to use music that, in my case, doesn't have words in it or singing. I find that that can increase my productivity. It's also an interesting study that was done that I came across through the social media about the productivity of people working in coffee shops versus not. The findings of the study showed that people are more productive when they're in an environment where there's sort of a low ambient noise level of people chatting and and dishes making some sort of mild sounds. And people are more productive in that environment than they are when they're in a perfectly quiet surrounding. And that's why I would think that a lot of people actually prefer to take their computers or whatever and just go to a a Starbucks or whatever you may be going to and do the work there as opposed to working in any number of other environments. There's actually a website at coffeetivity.com where you can actually get basically that same sound or that same experience that if you're working somewhere where it's really quiet and a little bit too quiet, you can actually turn this sound on onto your computer or into your headsets and get the experience of being in a coffee shop with that you know low regular ambient noise to make you more productive as well. So that's it's to do more things at once sensibly. And number three is to do fewer things at once sensibly. There are times when you don't want to multitask. You can't multitask. You've got to absolutely concentrate. And that if you get interrupted or if you are doing too many things at once, you have to pick that item up again and again and again. You have to redo work. You got to remind yourself where you were. can be highly inefficient and non-productive. And so these are some ideas for getting to a point where you're more productive because you're doing fewer things at once, ideally focusing on only one thing at a time. One of the suggestions, and a very effective one, I think, and one that I use, is when you're doing work on a computer to use full screen mode. So I typically have, and many people do, work on a regular basis with many windows open all at once, a whole lot of tabs open at once as well in a browser. And you've also got some instant messaging going on. You've got a variety of other things all going on at the same time. If you need to do the type of activity that you need to really concentrate, the suggestion here is to turn off the instant messaging and the variety of other ways that you can be disturbed, turn off your cell phone and make the window for the application that you're using full screen so that you don't get any other distractions. So if there's some material you have to write and you're using an editor program for doing that, all you have on the screen is the words that you're writing and the sentences and the paragraphs that you're writing. And that's all you need to focus on and all you can focus on if you turn off all the other distractions and you make it full screen. Also, the other suggestion that I would make that I also find really effective, and that is to turn the room lights off and only use, you know, a desk light or even just your computer, just so that you don't even get distracted by other things in a room so that you focus entirely all of your energy and all of your attention on the task at hand. Number four is to do nothing. 
to sleep longer. We've talked before with Marie-José Char many times about the importance of sleep and that if we get effective sleep and long enough periods of sleep, we will be that much more productive because our brains are rested and our bodies are as well and we can you know focus and concentrate better there's a suggestion as well to take afternoon naps lots of research that shows that as well for a relatively short period of time but just recharging of the batteries and being more attentive as a result another suggestion is to again when you work on something like a computer and many of us do for a good amount of the day is to change your focus by looking off into a distance. So give your eyes a break and not just stare at your screen the whole time. You know, look off and focus on something on a wall some distance away from you as well. And the last idea here is to, when I say do nothing, I mean quite literally do nothing. Again, not be distracted and even allow yourself to daydream. There's really good recent research on things that are now being called volitional daydreaming, meaning you don't just daydream about anything at all that pops into your head, although you can do that too, that's relaxing. There's good evidence for the effectiveness, particularly of being more innovative, being more creative by exploring a topic and not actively trying to work it out in your head, but really getting into more of like a dreamlike state, like a daydream, imagining basically, fantasizing, but on a particular topic. People find that they can come up with unique answers to problems. They can come up with new ideas with regard to other opportunities, often by stepping back, relaxing, getting into a dreamlike state and focusing on a particular topic but not in a, I want to be productive and solve this, more of dreaming on that topic as well. So that's, again, along the lines of to do nothing. So the topics are then do things more efficiently. And there's a lot of apps that I described that can help you be that. To number two, do more things at once sensibly. So try to multitask where it makes sense. Number three is to do fewer things at once, sensibly, to really focus. And number four is to do absolutely nothing in a variety of the ways that I mentioned as well. So that's the topic for today. And I wanted to just take a few minutes to thank a number of you for the feedback that you've provided and the reviews that you've provided in iTunes and Facebook and via email as well. On Facebook, these Listeners provided some input for me and others. Tran, Brett, Kathy, Noel, Daniel, Janice, and Alma. So thanks so much to all of you. In iTunes, in the USA, had reviews from Valerie, Jim, Road Gecko, Cuno. In Canada, Terry. In the UK, ADCLS. In Australia, Linda. And somebody going by the name Cal Counter Pro. And New Zealand, Lady EJ gave the series five stars and the caption 
a constant companion. And Lady EJ says, the podcasts here are my constant companions during various parts of my day when I can multitask. Again, to the point that I made earlier, that when you can multitask, listen to this podcast while you're doing other things that are appropriate. She goes on, I've listened to all of them several times, and I'm still finding a new insight or gem of information each time I re-listen to a podcast. They have inspired me to move forward, and I can't thank Carl enough for his time spent on producing them. So thanks so much, Lady EJ. And another comment via Twitter from Ruben Sweat, who wrote, Great Life Habits Podcast. Regular listener, I just wondered, do you use some type of voice filter? Sometimes your voice sounds choppy. Cunho on iTunes also says, Carl's got a great voice for podcasting and always delivers insightful ideas for ways to improve daily living. The older episodes have some sound issues with guests, but all the information is good and sound quality has gotten much better as the episodes have gone on. So thanks so much, both Ruben Sweat and Cunho, for your comments. You know that I work quite hard at trying to make sure that sound on these podcast episodes is as good as it possibly can be. And there was a problem early on with some of the podcasts. I've redone a few of them to try to fix some of those problems in the early, early episodes. And there are also occasionally problems with the recordings when I'm doing a session together with a guest. I do those sessions just so that you know over a Skype session. And so if there are any bandwidth problems back and forth, or if the guest that I'm on with has some other, you know, sound problems and like on their end, we can sometimes run into problems. But just to let you know, to try to minimize the impact of any of those kinds of problems, the last few episodes I've done together with guests like Marie-José Char and also an upcoming one with Mandy Cloppers. We've been working very hard at making sure that we have very good bandwidth and that we also have appropriate uh, headsets with microphones and the like as well. So rest assured that I am trying to work hard at making sure that the sound quality is always as good as it possibly can be but I recognize that there are still some particularly early episodes and even somewhat later ones where there were some problems with sound as well. But uh, thanks for the follow-up and thanks for still appreciating the content. I wanted to just finish up by mentioning that we'll have another episode of Listener Questions and I'd like to ask you to send me your questions. So this is an instance where it isn't just a general topic, but it's a very specific question that you may have that you'd like to have me address. And I will, unless you say so otherwise, will be using a pseudonym for you. So if the question is a little more personal, that way I won't identify you on the episode. And I also will try to cluster questions that are on a particular type of topic or theme together for an episode as well. But I encourage you to send to lifehabits at gmail.com or you can also message me on the Facebook page as well, which is available at facebook.com slash lifehabits. So with that, thank you all for listening to this episode and all the other episodes that you do. And as I've mentioned many times before, congratulations for deciding to change your life and to take seriously the ideas that we share here together. 
to improve your life. That's it for this episode. Talk to you all next time, and bye for now.